I'm Pamela Portnoy. I'm Alexa Marie Anderson. And no one's okay. <laughs> when eyes of wide smiles turn, eyes settle, catching breath. Cheeks burn, chests rise and fall. Questions hang in the air like floating bubbles. Heat-coated skin beckons a thousand moments in one second. Come here. That's it! (laughs) That was great! I did not know you wrote romance novels, Pam. You know what? It's just a little side hustle I started. That's gonna get some uh, some bored housewives, you know, and house husbands. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be knocking on your door. I take that as a I massive agree. compliment. Thank you. You're welcome. So you actually wrote that yourself. Oh, I know it's so hard to believe that I could have written no, something I, like, I, like that. <laughs> that was horrible. What are you talking about? I didn't mean it like that. I thought maybe you took it from something, or I don't know. No, That's no. why I asked. No, but no, I would never. No. Abilities to write raunchy sex stuff. I, I don't think that was raunchy at all, and it was just Sorry. my vague Dr. attempt. Lustful. <laughs> yes, lustful. I think I think you discovered a new hidden talent. Yeah. All right, you, you guys. Lust. All right. <laughs> it's <was> great. <laughs> You've got lust oozing out of your eyes. Yes. Man. yes. Well, that's appropriate because that's what this episode is about. Get out. Is that what we're here to talk about? <laughs> He's like, I didn't know that's what we were talking about. Oh, whoops. Okay. Now that I've like turned probably 75% of the listeners away with that little poem, should we call it? What, what do we call what I just did? I think a very appropriate introduction, I would say. Is it a poem? Did it rhyme? No. no. Well, no. do poems have to rhyme? No, that's, uh, no. Poems don't have to rhyme. It just wasn't. I'm not gonna do my. Uh, I'm not gonna give my words that compliment of calling it poetry. Roses <laughs> are red, violets are blue. <laughs> um. So, but I will give myself the pass for b- making it so awful because Alexa refused to refuse. do the story for this. Why episode. did you not want to read the story, Alexa? I just, I can't take myself seriously when talking about this stuff. So I knew I wouldn't be able to take it seriously. <laughs> I'm just fair warning, I would, guys. Like, make it a weird joke. I don't know. Whiskey sour, much necessary yes. for this. Um, yes. Much I this am topic. drinking a nice hard glass of uh, H2O. Here's the thing, Dan. I'm going to call be... you out because you yeah. were like, we should have a drink and chill out and just like shoot the shit on this episode. Well, I mean, we can still do that. I just had a very, a rather big Saturday and I turned 40 next year and I'm feeling it still. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, I, I, I mean, I was contemplating having having a, a scotch, um, oh, nice. but I was like, no, I should probably eat better and 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 like have a, a good rest. It's very <laughs> so, responsible of you, Dan. It's rare, but it happens. <laughs> very responsible, and I feel like you probably need less like liquid courage to discuss this sort of topic than Alexa. And I do be she and I have been putting this off for a long time. Whatever do you mean? Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you're more eloquent when it comes yeah. to the human experience, I think. Oh, the human experience. <laughs> Let's just put okay. it that way. Uh, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. 
<laughs> so um, we're talking about lust, and I wanted to start out by kind of posing a challenge to both of you because that's kind of what I did with this story is at least I tried to figure out how lust feels in my body. How does it feel to you guys? If you could try to describe it. Um, it's an, like an overwhelming sensation in the groin area. <laughs> Just going right for it, right for well, it. Well, I mean, yeah. Here we are. Uh, like it's, it's kind of this, I don't know how to describe it. Um, like, I do think it does have the same kind of feelings as, you know, when you see someone and your heart flutters and all this sort of stuff happens. I think it does have that, um, that effect. And that's obviously connected with <clears throat> the downstairs area. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I, I do think it, it just, everything fires up that... Um, would be required for you to to mate basically yeah because i Mm -hmm. i think if you want to get into the like evolutionary kind of part of it lust especially out in the wild like there's a lot of animals that will just go to procreate like as procreate as much as they can yeah and quite possibly the feelings that come with lust is you i need to procreate with you and then you move on Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why the heart flutters everything that you know sexual desire everything like that kind of comes into play like uh organically if that makes any sense i don't know if i'm making any sense I'm no you absolutely yeah, yeah. are making sense i think <laughs> yeah. it makes um i think it's a really valid point to make that biologically it's supposed to feel good to procreate yeah. mm-hmm. to give more incentive for doing it well it's the only reason it feels good is yeah. exactly exactly right you it wants like let's do something that makes you feel good so you continue to keep the species alive yeah yeah like that's that's the like that's the base brass facts or whatever it is or whatever you say in that that time the logistics of it I yeah guess. the logistics yeah. of it and then of course our higher brain comes into power like our you know our full like our um frontal lobe which then you know create society and love and all that sort of stuff. Um, I've read some stuff that like the three chakra centers uh, below our heart are actually our natural animal based chakras. And that's where, you know, sex and, 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 um, and digestion and then willpower and the adrenal glands. Like if, if something happens and you've got to run away from prey and that's what a lot of people live in. And then of course you've got the higher ones, which is the heart and the, the throat and the pineal gland. And then you've got the, the middle of the brain. And then you've got the one up top, which is like connected to the universe if you want to go into that direction. But the three ones down below are designed for our survival. Right. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> interesting that I know I, I freaking love the NPS. Yeah. Like I started the meditation that you recommended recently. Oh, good. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm very excited about that. But um, it kind of reminds me of hunger a little bit. Mm. The last and, and it's also like obviously in that area, but um, hunger is um, like a painful fear, feeling. Whereas like lust, I mean, 
I don't know what it feels like for a man, but like men always like refer to like blue balls. (laughs) Like if it's not fulfilled, like they say it's hateful, (laughs) but I don't know if it's just like a trick that they're playing. But it's um, it's 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 God's (laughs) evil kind of like ha ha ha. That's what you get for being assholes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give you blue balls, and it's gonna hurt. Um, maybe generally like being lusty isn't painful. It feels good and it's just something that just like you feel like an urgency to satisfy there's an urgency behind it exactly very like very true um whereas love is a long-term thing um alexa yeah so (laughs) (laughs) i was like you guys are doing really great what's it feel (laughs) like for you (laughs) um i was gonna say like for me like i think about actually being like physically like hot like i get like blushing like, I feel like my skin gets, like, hot yeah, and, like, goosebumps. That's what my brain immediately went to. But, yeah. And obviously, yes, like, it feels good. It's, like, you wanting something, almost wanting something that you're not sure that you can have, I feel like creates more lust, mm-hmm. that feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, like, sexual tension, like, that kind of, like, hanging in the air, like, the anticipation of of it happening is feels more lusty to me than it actually happening well the 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 anticipation of it all the anticipation of it all is like you're you're in your brain Mm -hmm. you are going through the event you are having sex or kissing or whatever it is you're doing and so according to your brain you're actually doing it and so those feelings are like kind of happening and going on because the body thinks that oh are we actually doing this because right your mind and then like the anticipation is like, oh, we're going to do it. And it's, it's that kind of getting close, getting close. And so the body still thinks it's all happening. It's revving everything up to get ready for the event. And um, yeah. And so uh, like flushing obviously is blood rushing to different areas. I think goosebumps, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the goosebumps generally, yeah. I think the purpose of goosebumps is to create more surface area on your skin. Really? Interesting. I think so. Cause you know, when you get goosebumps and it's cold, yeah, like, yeah, I think it's to expand, like your hairs bigger or something like that, so it warms you. I'm I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on that, but I think I remember hearing at some point that it, the whole point of goosebumps is to, like, maybe create more surface area, so there's more energy, so therefore more heat or something like that. Interesting. Um, That's that fascinating interesting. because I feel like with a lot of deep emotions, I often will get goosebumps. Like it's not just lust. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, like what? Yeah interesting yeah yeah well, you you said that you get them like when you watch a really good performance yeah yeah, yeah i do that i do that <laughs> like, i like i um yeah. i was uh what was i watching i was just watching a clip i was watching a clip from it was Mad pamela Mad. right it was pamela performing they gave you goosebumps yes absolutely uh, um, <laughs> in a very negative way <laughs> um i uh I was watching Mad Max Fury Road, just a clip from Mad Max Fury Road. And I put myself in it, imagining like, oh, imagine if I made this or I was in this or something like that. And that kind of excitement and like, just it creates that kind of feeling throughout your body, the goosebumps, all that sort of stuff. Um, It's just the hairs stand up on your back of your head. Um, Yeah, I guess the whole excitement or the feeling of it pops that up. 
I'm just not sure why in all these different circumstances the goosebumps happen. We're going to have to look mm-hmm. that up. Yeah, I know. I'm, fa- I'm like fascinated by that now. So before we move on to the next question, um, I noticed that I fucked up and we're going to be editing this episode, so that's okay. But we're going to actually fucking introduce you, Dan. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to edit it. You can just say, oh, by the way, I fucked up. This is Dan. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. By the way, I fucked up. This is Dan. What's up? <laughs> you guys, this is our awesome guest. Um, the wonderful, super talented Dan Furigal is here. And I know I pronounced hey, that right. No, how you, often did that does that, you did that right. How often did does that, that right. happen? Very rarely. Very rarely. Um, say does it again. Just, for just it? Make sure. Furigal. One more time. Furigal. Furigal. Yeah, no. Furigal. Yes. Oh my God. That's okay. Can, like almost make up for introducing you. I don't know like how far into the podcast we are right now. I mean, at least you've done it. Maybe at the end people are like, who the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> we introduce you like next week yeah who's oh by the way this is our new guest editor and last week's guest was dan fear of uh, but yes you are the very rare person that actually pronounces it pretty much correctly pretty much but that's not exactly correct no the first time you heard it i heard it i was like oh that's Fear-a-girl. actually correct Fear-a-girl. yeah yeah there we go yes. my agent in australia doesn't pronounce my name correctly really yeah and i've known her since 2002 I, when I first, when I first went in there, she was like Dan Ferrigal and I was too terrified because I was like nine, I was like 20 years old, no, 21 years old. And it was this big agent in Sydney and I was too terrified to correct her. So I haven't corrected her since. (laughs) Should we like send this over? No, (laughs) I think it's too far gone now. It's like, she'll just be like, what? the hell dan She's why didn't you correct it really all this time all this time, yes, all all this time. time. <laughs> oh no <laughs> that's amazing so okay. dan is from sydney yeah correct. Uh, brisbane 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 oh my yes. gosh well I, I you know live in, i lived in sydney for about six years six seven years but i'm from brisbane okay good he's from brisbane um and we need to edit one of his websites because one of your sites said sydney or was it wikipedia i don't know wait what Somewhere online says that you're from Sydney. Oh, yeah, whatever. It's Don't listen to him. My... We have the source yes. right here. The internet never lies. <laughs> the internet never, <laughs> it never lies. lies. I mean, maybe, uh, let's see. Well, I mean, I think one website said that my net worth was like, I think maybe like $20 million or something like that. Oh, fuck I saw yeah, that one Dan. time and I was like, all right. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, I, okay. po- I posted that and I was like, thank you very much. I'll just go and somehow find this money. It's buried out in the backyard. But um, yeah, so the internet, uh, I don't know how they came up with that. I don't know. That, that's awesome. That's amazing. It was in a lustful phase that they came up with that. <laughs> yes. So you guys probably have seen him play Agron on Spartacus. He also played Lieutenant Alan Granetti on Pacific Rim Uprising. And today, he is our guest. That is correct. On No One's Okay. My crowning achievement. It's, wow. I can die now. <laughs> Honestly, like, I agree with you. <laughs> I'm kidding. 15 minutes into the podcast. We finally introduced, introduced. him. Yes. No, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we were supposed to do this, I think, a little while ago, and then my power went out of my house for 10 hours. Oh, due so, to what? Due to a balloon. <laughs> a balloon flew into some circuits and like blew 
5,000 Are you kidding? No, I'm not. They said it was a melee balloon or malay balloon or something like that. So I had to look that up. And that's the kind of, I mean, I don't know if there's a different kind of balloon, but it looks like the, the balloons that you put helium in. Oh, like, um, happy- like a mylar, like the aluminum yeah, looking it, ones. It's yeah. mylar. It's yeah. mylar. That's yeah. So it's just like a birthday balloon that flew into some power line. Yeah. Some little prick had a birthday. <laughs> And it just like ruined 10,000, I mean, uh, four, four or 5,000 uh, houses and all their foods like Gonzala. So I didn't have any power for a long time. And it is kind of interesting being in the dark with your own thoughts for a very long time. Yeah. How was that? It was kind of cool. I did some meditating. Um, I did uh, potter around on my phone as much as I could. I watched a bit of the be- the debate, which was just completely, why should I have done that? Um, no, because that'll make you like afraid of the dark. Oh my God. I was just like, <laughs> yes. what's going on here? And, like the whole Simpsons prediction of, uh, you know, old man yells at cl- clouds meme that you see around everybody. It was perfect, uh, perfect description for that. But um, no, it was, it was, it was really interesting. Just dead quiet. You could hear everything. Um, of course, when that happened, you like a couple of helicopters flew over top and you're like, oh man, I hope someone's not like running around to all the houses trying to cause some shit. Oh um, yeah. Because but, that sometimes happens during mm, outages, right? People mm-hmm. like yeah. loot and things like that. Yeah. But it, it was, it was quite interesting just to kind of sit down and you, you kind of, you don't realize how distracted you are in life mm-hmm. with lights, television, phone, laptop, all these things. And then when you kind of disconnect and maybe do a little bit of reading, it, it, it is a very interesting kind of feeling. There was no lust there though. That's probably what you should talk about. <laughs> talk about. <laughs> Darn. Darn it. I mean, that would have been good. It, the mood lighting was all set. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Those, I had two candles. <laughs> two candles. Aww. I thought you were going to say I had two cats because your cats were probably there. there. Two cats as well. They were yes. just chilling out next to me. They, they loved it. They absolutely loved it. They were just chilling out, running around. It was dark. They, you know, run around, pretend to hunt and everything like that. So they were, they were having the time of their lives. Yeah. Because that's kind of uh-huh. more their, their speed is less of the like so, human yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Because you'll hear them pottering around and fighting in the middle of the night. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Dan, speaking yes. of lust, well, this is the question for everybody, I guess. I feel like most... I feel like lust is unique in that it's an emotion that really doesn't develop until later. And I could be technically wrong. Um, But I feel like it doesn't really develop until, you know, puberty, until like you're in your teenage years. Um, Well, when your body starts to go through the process of being able to make a baby. Right. So what was it like when you first started experiencing (laughs) lust? (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, getting real here. Um, so, uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I don't know if you'd call this lust. This could have just been just hormones going nuts. But um, we, I think I was in grade seven, so I would have been 12 or 13 years old, maybe, maybe younger, I'm not too sure. Um, we did sex education. And so we learned about, you know, the birds and the bees and everything like that. And then I went home and I decided to try out what we had learned. And I got scared the first time and stopped. (laughs) At what point? 
the point of when the orgasm was about to happen. You're like, something's wrong. <laughs> no, it was, it, 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 no, it did. It felt like it was like this, this kind of like heat feeling was building up. And I was like, whoa, what is this? And I stopped. And then maybe yeah. a couple of days later, I you know, let it all happen. And goodness gracious me, from that point onwards, just anywhere I could. Now, I don't know if you call this lust, but my buddy was telling me every which way to go for it. And then as I got a bit older, my teenage years, what, was, what lust was for me was basic instinct. Okay. That is, I think that's a perfect example of lust. It's just pure kind of like sexual, this, you know, that's it. There's nothing else kind of involved. Um, but I also, that was like lustful for me. I was like, that was uh, material, shall we say. Um, I don't know how graphic I can get with all this. But. <laughs> Whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but that was my lustfulness during my teenage years. It was just, I just, I just did it all the time. But then I guess as I got a little bit older, um, you, uh, I guess, depending on sexuality is like, I started to become attracted to, you know, girls and particular scenarios and then uh, friends would talk about things and you would just kind of naturally start to get interested in all this sort of stuff. I do remember when I was younger than that and I used to go to um, after school care when I was at, at, at school and I remember this older girl and I had feelings for her. Um, and, and I guess that would be a, a kid's version of, of, I don't know, lust or something like that, but just completely unaware of what was going on. Um, I also had a crush on this girl at school called Chantel. Um, and you just don't know why. It just kind of happens. Um, but that was kind of lust for me growing up before I started to, as you said, like understand what was going on. Um, and you just go through all of the, all the firsts, which yeah. were like, you look like all of us look back now and you kind of go, what was the big deal? <laughs> sure. Totally. And then sure. you, but when, but back then, like, you know, holding a girl's hand, getting your first kiss, doing this, doing that was such a big fucking deal. Everything was heightened at that age. Yeah, exactly. Everything was either the best or the worst. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And so I guess what it was, like lust for me, was just the hormones going to town and basically pushing me in the direction of like, hey, 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 this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what you're supposed to be doing. And then as you as you grow up, you start to learn what's right, what's wrong, all this sort of stuff. And, um, you learn to, I guess, control it or, you know, use it for the greater good. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the greater good? I don't know. I was just saying. <laughs> it's interesting because I've had like crushes on boys since I was like in kindergarten but like I don't it was never obviously like associated with lust it was just more of like a it was a crush but like why yeah I mean I I like this person my stuff might not have been lust because I know I would have I was younger than 11 when I first started doing my stuff but um yeah there's something going on and yeah. I don't know what, maybe it's like pre kind of lusty Cooking. feeling. It's yeah, it's, pre- it's preparing yeah. you or something along those lines. You don't, you don't know that. 
Um, but yeah, sorry, I just completely steamrolled your. your no, script. no, that was it. I just I think it's it's interesting. Um, I would like. It, it's funny that you were talking about all the time because for me it like wasn't all the time until I was like much older. Yeah. <laughs> like like yesterday probably. No, I'm kidding. Um, but <laughs> um, not far off. Um, yeah, well, I don't I remember feeling like crazy. I don't know. I did read somewhere or hear someone that like um women do get like a big spike of that like in their late twenties. I, I don't know where I necessarily heard Not that. The dirty 30s? Sure. The let's dirty call it that. The dirty thirties. That's what I've heard. Like the the dirty thirties. Like I've heard that with guys, the early twenties is their like and then women are late twenties, early thirties or something along those lines. I don't know why. Um, yeah, like biologically, um, I don't understand why it would be that age for men, but I kind of do understand for women a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that it's not like necessarily I, the same age. I, I think like if we just strip everything back and go back to our lizard, lizard brains, we like all of us are, are around the ages where we died when we were like back in like 40,000 years yeah. ago. And so I don't think what I've, I've read is I don't think biologically our brains have evolved beyond the initial, like those kind of survival, um, survival periods because there's no need to evolve because science is, making us capable of doing this and doing that. So the body doesn't have to go, Oh, I don't have to change anything because, you know, we're not dying at 35 years old. Um, and you know, like when they say like you put testosterone into your body and your body start, stops producing testosterone because it's going, Oh, I'm getting it from the outside, outside sources. Mm. Um, so maybe it's, we're still stuck 40,000 years in the past, like um, evolution, like biologically. And so with men, like 20, 18, 19, 20 is the, you know, do it, have the baby, make sure the baby's old enough to survive itself and then you go away. But perhaps, and correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm sure I am, but I think biologically it might be similar for, for men and women, but when it comes to sex, are women more comfortable in their late twenties, early thirties? Is that, is that something that, so that's different to biology. It's more to do with your mind themselves. I kind of think so. And I also feel like it has to do with probably society as well, yeah. because I feel like women are not really taught to embrace their sexuality. Um, at least what, I was what? <laughs> <laughs> At least I wasn't. I mean, I was going to say, like, I feel like I really didn't even notice boys like that until I was in high school. Like, honestly, I mm. just was like doing my own thing. I was also kind of an awkward, <laughs> I was an awkward teenager. So I just really wasn't paying attention until we got to high school. And, you know, I, I, and I kind of felt like society, like, you know, being in school with all these other girls that like had boyfriends and things like that. I kind of felt like I needed to go that route too. And then eventually, yeah just kind of like fell into place but yeah i feel like it might have something to do with us not embracing it as much as men do i guess i don't know 
Maybe because, I mean, maybe societally there's bigger consequences for women than right. there are for men. Yeah. Men can't get pregnant. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it, it, I think it could be a combination of, of both. Of like, both, yeah. Like society definitely plays a part. Um, I, I do think that society is way more liberal when it comes to, uh, you know, sexuality. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to go ask the kids these days. <laughs> um, but I mean, you just go on Instagram and you'll see that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you just click on like Instagram and you like reels or whatever it's called nowadays. And you got like men and women kind of twerking and doing all that sort of stuff. And you kind of go, how old is this person? Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if a number of them are like under the age of 18. And also as well, sometimes you can't fucking tell. No. Mm. Especially with all the the filters and all that stuff. It's just crazy. Yeah. And the makeup. I'm like, I did not look like this when I was. (laughs) I looking at, I mean, it's different for men, but looking at me when I was young, I was like, man, I look like a, I look like a kid, like a kid. And yeah, I just, <laughs> I just look like, I mean, look at me. I'm wearing a Homes of Simpson shirt. I, I love it. You guys are That's matching. Right. I missed the it's yellow great. memo. I know we did. <laughs> yeah, we are. We got the yellow going on. I'm still a child. I love that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like always noticed boys, but like, I, I mean, I grew up in a family where, you know, m- my grandparents would like tell me, um, that you only kiss the person you were gonna marry (laughs) you know like so it was never like something that was really like discussed um in the family other than like don't do it (laughs) yeah yeah you know (laughs) i don't think i was ever i was never told anything like that like i i've got two younger brothers and a younger sister but when it was all us boys, I don't, I don't think we ever were told don't do, I mean, yes, we were like, be safe, be this, don't do this, don't do this, you know, obviously wear protection, all that sort of stuff. Da, 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 da. And I remember when I broke up with my very first girlfriend and I was upset, like my dad was like proud of me. <laughs> and it was more not, it was not because I broke up, but it was just like, you're growing, going through things. You're becoming a man. You're, you're like, you know, you're going through things that I went through. And so my dad was like, you know, he was like, Oh, son, <laughs> he was like, Oh, come, <laughs> let me talk to you, boy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. We talk, I don't know. We're talking about lust. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like we keep getting, <laughs> well, I mean, like it all derives yeah. from lust, at least in my yeah. opinion. Totally. If, if, if we've equated lust with um, uh, sex and sexuality, well, not sexuality, but, but sex and like procreating and things like that, then it all stems from that. Yeah. 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 Um, so all three of us are actors on here and I wanted to talk about what kind of roles and performances you've had in the past where you've had to portray lust and how that worked out for you. 
how you approached it. Who's going first? <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I probably had like a vastly different experience. Um, I've, I've had a couple of, I've, I've like done a sex scene before. I've done like lots of like kind of, you know, scenes where I had to portray, you know, feeling lusty. And I don't know, since it was, I don't have as much experience with those kind of scenes. And so maybe I could count it on like one hand. Um, it felt a little robotic to me in the moment because there are so many people watching you and it's very choreographed. And um, usually um, your partner is like super respectful. So like between takes, everyone's just checking in to make sure that like it's other person. Okay. It's like everyone's like safe. Um, yeah. So it's more kind of doing the work on your side and trying to see what the other person is bringing and trying to meet in the middle. But it, to me, that always feels a little, yeah, it's like a dance. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah I mean, mm -hmm. you're hundred percent correct. Um, so uh, probably I've, I've done a few intimate scenes in the past, but then the biggest one that I had to do was a show called Spartacus. Um, and I had like a quite a lustful scene, a couple of quite lustful scenes and then a, a sex scene. And, but by the end, the sex scene was supposed to be more lovemaking and, and, and things like that. But um, one of the scenes previous to that was quite lustful where we slam each other up against the wall and we kiss each other, you know, we start to put hands down pants and then we get caught. Um, and so uh, Pana and myself, Pana was my um, acting partner in the show um so we we were playing gay characters and we're both straight so we just said to each other look we got to make this look real otherwise it's just disrespectful to people watching because you're supposed to be doing a job you're supposed to be telling a story and so we just said well let's do this and we we're like all right and we just boom went for it um <clears throat> and uh yeah, like you, you try and you try and imitate as much as you can that lustful what you would do lustfully and and all that sort of stuff. And then when we did the sex scene, it, I agree with you. It's very robotic. It's not the most romantic atmosphere. Um, but when obviously everything's all put together, you can go, oh wow, it looks fantastic. It looks really lustful. It looks romantic. It looks beautiful. That kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, there was one point where we did a, a scene, uh, if you've seen the show, in uh, a little part in the sex scene where I'm on top of Pana and both completely naked and the camera is kind of uh, going on a little uh, a dolly, I think it is, um, in between curtains. So it kind of has that romantic look. And, it, and the director was like, look, just just do what you do. We're just going to start shooting and we'll tell you when to stop. <laughs> so we're like, all right. And of course, beforehand, uh, because you got to be respectful to each other and say, like, okay, I'll do this. And then you can do this. And then we do this and this and this and this and this. And we're like, all right, cool. So we ended up doing all that. And then the camera was still rolling. So we're like, uh, what do we do? Cause you don't know what, you know, what you can. The other person's what, okay what with. You, yeah. What you can mm -hmm. and cannot do in those, those moments. But we just kind of, I think we ended up like getting on the same page was just repeating what we did. 
Um, and then finally it's like, cut. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, it felt like it went for like two minutes or something like that. of just straight, you know, filming us and everything. And then like 10 seconds is in it. Um, but that was, that was lustful for me was trying to bring as much of how it would feel and the realness to the scene as you possibly can. And so, uh, that was uh, yeah that was lust for me in my scenes yeah it's almost like chore like choreography it is like, it absolutely yeah it's yeah. it's all physical and then trying to obviously bring yourself into it yeah. which i feel like would be very difficult i don't have much experience with this <laughs> um, i mean you did chicago which is a very sexy sexy show yeah yeah um, but that's so different. Well, and because I'm dancing, it's easier for me to, I feel like, because it's connected to dance with that, because it's a musical. Um, I mean, the only other thing I can think of is um, Marvel's Runaways and Lying in Bed with Two Other Humans. But we... I mean, <gasps> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but that was really, I mean, that actually was really fun. And, like, we were just lying in bed for, like, you know couple hours and just getting along and making jokes i mean we just had to pretend we were asleep like it was a threesome but like it was the, i love it was, how i did that with three off. fingers <laughs> it, was a, it was a threesome it was a threesome <laughs> this is how you say it um, um, was it the like the aftermath was yeah, that what it was, it was yeah it was the aftermath of it and we were like kind of like you know cozy and like waking up from from that we're exhausted <laughs> yeah we're exhausted yeah exactly um but yeah, not much. I mean, there was no sex scene or anything like that. So I find all that very fascinating about how that works. Um, no, totally. And it also yeah. depends on the production that you're on. Like if you go and right. look at, say, um, I think, was it Nymphomaniac? You remember that trilogy of TV, uh, the movies with Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. Then, and I think they did all that for real. I think really? a lot of that was, I think so. I know there are a couple of movies out there that they did it for real um okay and i wonder how that um, works yeah i was gonna say i was like how does that, how do you negotiate that yeah well i mean i i it, it's i i guess it comes down to the actors yeah like if the actors like, hey, yeah let's let's do this and then they're like all right cool and then they just film you kind of doing it um and then knowing that this is the kind of show that it's going to be this is i mean this is the movie that's going to be made um but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that that was. I think I heard something along those lines too, but I could totally forgot about that. Um, that yeah, that's so interesting. That is really interesting. For uh, mm. for those kinds of scenes on bigger sets like that, how is intimacy handled on set? You said that they were kind of just letting you do your own thing, but is there like an intimacy coordinator? Is there? Spartacus, when we shot this was back in 2012. So this was before any of that was introduced. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, every, they closed the set. It's what's known as a closed set. So only the absolute needed personnel. So like makeup artists for both of the actors. You've got the, you know, the DP, you've got the director, you've got the sound people. Um, and then everybody else is not allowed in set. Um, and a mm -hmm. few more people that like to look after the set and things like that. So close set, you're not allowed to go in there. Um, as soon as you are in between takes, like the, the um, makeup uh, people come over and like put robes over you and make sure you're all good and comfortable. But I think nowadays they've got like intimacy 
people who are there specifically yeah. just to go, are you okay? Did this happen? Did this happen? Are you comfortable with this? Are you comfortable with that? I mean, I, I guess it's because maybe things get lost in translation or people aren't maybe not open enough uh, to be uh, like, Hey, this doesn't make me feel, this doesn't make me feel comfortable or are you comfortable with this and all that sort of stuff. Maybe. I mean, oh, like, I'm sorry. You got cut off on that last part. What did you say? Oh, I just, I just went <clears throat> and didn't say oh, anything. Okay. Okay. Um, good. Perfect timing. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, I, I think maybe because maybe it's kind of somewhat not taboo, but because it's such a vulnerable thing to do. Some people don't want to be vulnerable, so they won't talk about it. They won't go, Hey, this actually, uh, I don't feel comfortable with this. Maybe they're worried that the director is going to be upset or the producers are going to be upset or the fellow actor is going to be upset or anything like that. So that's, probably why that job was introduced because their job is to go are you okay are you okay let's do this properly um i i did hear a story but i have heard that maybe it's like a maybe like an uh a an old wives tale of i think denzel washington was on set and they were about to do an intimate scene and he said don't be offended if i do don't be offended if i don't which is basically don't be offended if I get an erection, don't be offended if I, if I uh, don't get an erection. Um, and then so I told that to somebody and somebody said, oh yeah, I heard that so-and-so said this. So it could be not true, but for me, that's kind of like a, um, you know, I guess a responsible way of going, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. These things can happen. And, and I think if you put things out in the open, mm-hmm. um, then, uh, it, it creates, it, it's less likely to make things uncomfortable, I think. So th- that's probably why the, the intimacy coach is there. Absolutely. And I've heard like bad stories about people being on set and then, you know, they had negotiated a certain amount of um, nudity or um, a certain amount of intimacy in the scene, but then on set, they feel sort of pressured to do more. Oh, and yeah. So I think that that <clears throat> also, um, helps with that yeah absolutely um and like i I, i've had a good uh a good friend who was on set and they were like this is what i was signed up to do this is where it's going to go and then of course on the day we want to put the camera here we want to do this we want to do that and she's like no and so she goes to a trailer and of course the producer comes in and is like you fucking bitch and like went to town on her and my friend actually my friend is actually don't you talk to me like that and kind of stood up to him and uh, I think they got production halted or something like that. Cause they just rang SAG and went, this is what's going on. And then SAG was like, kind of fixed some stuff up and then smoothed it all out. But um, yeah, she, she was a trooper and she was like, no, fuck off. And just didn't let yeah. some fat prick kind of, you know, make her feel useless because she wasn't willing to do something that she'd already agreed like not to do. I think I said that correctly. Yeah. 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 No. yeah good for yeah. her. I feel like that's very difficult to do, especially when you're there to, you know, work and yeah. you want to deliver. Yeah. It's really difficult. And so I commend her on that. It, it depends on your power. Yeah. It yeah, depends. Like if, you, if, you, if you're a newbie coming in, you're like, you don't right. want to, you don't want to upset anything. But if such say Angelina Jolie came in, she would, could be like, no, fuck off. I'm not doing that. And people will listen to her. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and I think it goes to, uh, 
it's the same for guys and girls when it comes to people who are just new to the industry or this is their first big gig or something like that. And they don't want to upset people because they think everyone's going to control their lives and stuff like that. But um, I also do think that there's a lot less of that now uh, because of the Me Too movement and people are starting, eyes are open and like, you know, people are taking this shit more seriously. Yeah, totally. And I, I think it's, you know, in, in an ideal world, like people that aren't um, seasoned and that are more like newbies on set would be able to, to speak up, but like to like understand like the sort of pressure that someone's, you know, a new person, a, a relatively like green actor would feel on set like that the fucking amount of effort that it took just to get to that set and that's just fresh in their mind so Mm. like i'm sure all that they're thinking is i just don't want to get fired i don't want to lose this opportunity that i worked my ass off for years to Mm. get um and that's a sad reality because i think everyone should be able to say no i'm not comfortable with that yeah no, so i think it's good that those changes have been made yeah Agreed. absolutely yeah absolutely yeah alexa do you have any any thoughts on any other thoughts on less guys no <laughs> oh we've gosh. been avoiding this for so long i, I really want to say yes so like we we did fear we did rage we did um loneliness vulnerability even and vulnerability Mm -hmm. took some convincing as well for both of us um but we had lust vulnerability flows into lust as well oh for sure absolutely yeah yeah um we we had thought about doing lust since we started outlining the podcast but we just kept like pushing it away pushing mm-hmm. it away and we're like we it would be great to have a like a, a man on to to have like a different perspective and i uh, you were like the first person i thought of for this episode even like last <laughs> year <you>. yeah we've <laughs> been planning this for a long time so why so why i this is what i'm curious about. so why is lust something that was so hesitant to do for you ladies this is my podcast now. I'm going to ask yes, you. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. Uh, Ladies. I, I, yeah. So, so what was it for both of you that why this was such a oof kind of a topic or um, yeah. Why was it, why was it a tough one for you? Alexa, you can go first. I'll go first this time. <laughs> um, this time. Oh this God. Time. Um, you know, it's interesting. Like, I I just think I wasn't brought up to talk about things like this. I feel like it just really stems from my childhood, to be honest with you. And it it was all, my parents were never like, no, don't do this. Don't do that. Blah, 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 whatever. They're, I, like, I, I, I would say I grew up, we were pretty open about things, but it was kind of lust and like sex and things like that. It was no, like, you know, it's happening, but you don't talk about it. Yeah. Did you you go to a girl's school? I did not. No, I went to public school. Okay. Um, yeah. What's it, what was it like there? Like when you've got boys and girls who yeah. are going through <laughs> some changes in their body. Right. Where no, their bodies yeah. are basically telling them, hey, do this. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was, 
I do feel like everything was super heightened and like there was a lot of PDA in the hallways. Like I always noticed that, like that was a huge thing that my friends and I would actually talk about. Interestingly enough. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like that was a big thing to do was like to hang, if you had a boyfriend, Mm. you would hang out in the hallways before the bell rang, like, and like be like, like make kissing or making out or like hugging. Like everyone was very like touchy feely with their, like in the hallways, like PDA was a huge thing. Um, and I feel like it, that kind of turned me off sometimes. I was like, is that a I'm social just... status thing? Totally. Yes. Totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. And like, it kind of turned me off because I was like, I'm really just trying to get to my locker and like get my books and go to class and like, but then it was then it I but then I also felt weird for thinking that. Like I was like, why don't I like PDA? Like I, I was always judging myself for it too. At the same time, I was like, oh, is that weird? Like it's not my thing. So I think at the same time, like. I was always judging myself for not being at the same level mm-hmm. as other people were with it, as open about it. Well, um, I, 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 I know exactly what you mean in regards to that. I went to an all boys school. Mm. So we, you know, we, like, as we got a little bit older, then we started talking about girls and, you know, it's, I think it, it took until grade 10. I don't know how the, the years work for you. We, we go from grade one through to 12 and grade 10, uh, I think, nine or 10 is when we all admitted that we masturbated. Mm. That was like the first year that we all admitted that we were like, I do it. And everyone's like, yeah, me too. And then we all like, oh. um, and, but yeah, like a guy going out with this girl or this guy going out with this girl. Cause we would all like, you know, hook, like catch up with all different, like sister schools and things like mm-hmm. that, like all girls yeah. schools and things like that. And so it was the same. Oh, oh, that guy's going out with this girl. Oh man, that, 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 that. oh this person. Oh, that girl likes you, and you know all that sort of kind of like <laughs> you know kind of stuff mm-hmm. going. Uh, <laughs> How was that? <laughs> like that's my goss- that's my gossip sound. <laughs> that's the gossip sound. I love yeah. Um, and then of course something would happen at a party over the weekend, and then like all the gossip would happen. But then like uh, the guy would deny it, or the girl would deny it. So there's that fear of like oh are they going to call me a slut or da, 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 da. But Mm -hmm. I kind of feel that this is what everybody wanted to do. And then society comes on top as like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You would be called a slut. If you did this, you would be called this, even though the bodies are telling them, no, do it. You're supposed to be doing it. That's what I'm created for. Yeah. It Uh, kind of felt like if you're damned, if you do, and you damned, if you don't, if you were a girl, because like, it was like a status thing, but then also like you hear other girls talking about like, Oh, she hooked up with this person. Like what a slut. Like, can't believe she did that. Like dumb stuff like that where you're like, well, what, what do I do? I think that's just like, when you look back on it now, that's the most interesting thing for me is I look back on it and you kind of go, it was all just, that was just like um, self-consciousness. It yeah. was like all that. Oh, she did this and this and this. Probably jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like, how come that guy hooked up with her? And oh, look, like all these guys really like her. And and I, when you look back on it now, you kind of want to say, well, so what if that girl wanted to hook up with four guys over the year or five guys? Right. Over, like, so what? They. I mean, let her enjoy life. Just like the guys, let the guys enjoy life. That's what they're wanting to kind of do. But yeah, society says new, 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 new. Um, depending on, I guess, what side of the 
I guess, say political aisle you're on, like you've got conservative people, which are like, no, 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 like be responsible. And another side is no, be liberal. Uh, maybe kind of in the middle is probably the, the safest mm-hmm. yeah. route to go. But um, that's how I see it all back then. Cause it was the same with me in regards to um, like, I remember being at school and on the weekend I, I, I hooked up with a girl, but I was also very shy about things. So I wasn't exactly the most open when it came to details and things like that. And like, of course they're like questioning me, what do you do? What do you do? All this sort of stuff. I'm like, Oh, you know, I did this and this. And then of course the next day, like, or the next week, um, I, uh, like, you know, the girl said nothing ever happened. Like the girl that I <laughs> is getting a bit too much now. The no. girl that I lost my virginity to denied it. Um, and it was purely a at school thing that they didn't want to be called this, didn't want to be called that and right. all that sort of stuff. And so I'm still a virgin. <laughs> I mean, look at the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> the shirt says it all. It says it all. It just says it all. It's like, don't come near this guy. <laughs> He's got Peter Pan syndrome. Oh, no. I remember in middle school, um, we would be out at recess and lunch and we would see like the popular or, or should I do the three finger yeah, three popular. popular um <laughs> just <Okay. all> the, <laughs> popular. <laughs> the popular kids were like paired off in like relationships and one would always like the guy would like be standing behind the girl and like have his arms around her waist and like yeah. they, they, it was like that typical pose of like one person behind the other holding the waist and my friends and I like hadn't had um well most of my girlfriends at that point hadn't had like um uh, hadn't gone out with the guy yet. So we were all kind of looking like, like, can't they, can they detach? Like what, <laughs> what's happening? But I, I mean, I can't speak for my, my girlfriends, but I will speak for me. Like I was part, I would, I would have a problem with it, but I think it was a lot of jealousy because at that point I already like liked boys, but I felt like I was, I, I was like so insecure. I was like 13, 14. I, I didn't, you know, I felt like nobody liked me. I, it was just, um, it felt like they were cool because they were paired off and I was not. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's interesting that you brought up the status thing for sure. For yeah. Sure. And, and I think a lot of it all just comes down to just the absolute clusterfuck of insecurity that comes with being a kid and a teenager growing up. Mm-hmm. it's all comes down to like, Oh, I'm insecure. Like, like, for, I mean, for me as well, I was 16 when I got my first kiss and like, you know, Oh, this person was kissed, like kissed somebody before that and all this sort of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it was all it, like, that was supposed to be like the status of this and this and this and this and this. And, um, yeah, it, it, all it was, was just the insecurity of yourself. And feeling as though the only way you were going to be uh, like cool or this or this or this was if you um, like achieved those milestones. And I was a very insecure kid. I was a people pleaser my whole like childhood and teenage years and everything like that, which still kind of blends into my life now. 
and I was trying to be, I tried to be everybody's friend. And on, in one way I was like, this is actually a positive thing. Like I, I, like I, you know, I had my groups, but then I would go to other groups and this and chat with them. And I was just a super kind of nice ish guy, but I was also quiet and shy and, and very nervous around girls. And it wasn't until I got a little bit older where I started to develop some confidence because all of a sudden girls were paying attention to me. I wasn't getting any attention when I was a bit younger, because once again, status, this, that, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and yeah, it's just all about kind of protecting the, this thing here, which is the vulnerable part of you, which when you're a little kid is completely wide open and just accepts everything and doesn't care about anything because it's like, yay, just love and happiness and all that sort of stuff. And then, and then, uh, it all becomes about, I guess as well, like if you want to talk about it, sexual competition. If you want to go down that route, yeah. which is, you know, that person there is, you know, uh, like, like status of this and status that. And if you look at it from a, a sexual competition kind of a point of view, what was that? <laughs> there is a fly in here, you guys, and it is driving me crazy. Is it talking to you? It's like, Pamela. It just landed on my head. I feel like, oh my God, I love that we're recording this on video so that someone fully just saw a fly land on Someone's probably going to pause it and see a huge fly. I don't know how it got in here. Face like going. Well, the thing is, because I have my ring light, so it's attracted to the, to oh, the bright to the light. light. So it's like flying around here. And oh my God, that's so embarrassing. But sorry, oh my Dan. God. That's <laughs> quite like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like slapping your face and all that sort of stuff. Um, no, it's just uh, talking about it, like, it's all a status regards oh, no. to your, what? you froze. Sorry for me. At I least fro- did he freeze for you too? Alexa? Yeah. Okay. Good. Am I frozen? <laughs> no, you're good no, now. No, not, okay, anymore, good not now. anymore. All right. Sweet. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, like sexual status, social status, all that sort of stuff. Things that I guess at the time were very important, but maybe they're not so important now. I mean, of course, it's all about choosing the best mate for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's conscious or unconscious. Um, Cause it's all about creating like the most healthy baby that you possibly can. And so men have particular statuses. Women have particular statuses and they all vary depending on your, um, whether you're a male, female or other. Yeah. One of my favorite things about that aspect of it is um, pheromones and being super attracted uh, to someone else's smell. Yeah. Um, and I notice, like if I'm around someone that I, I really like um, it, I don't know. I don't, I, I haven't read into this, but I feel like I can get a sense for whether or not they're interested back. If I get like, like large whiffs of them, because it almost feels like they're like peacocking at me with their smell <laughs> I mean, that's like the vibe I get. Um, that's like one of my favorite things is when you find someone that like smells really good to you. I think that's like a really cool part of. That's of interesting. Lust. Yeah. No, I, I find that I find that fascinating that you are like they are projecting towards you because you can smell them. Yeah, it, I mean that's it, how I kind of take it because if yeah. someone if I can smell someone from and I don't have like spidey senses, but like if I can smell someone from six feet away, I, some scientist is going to hop on and like, be like, no, that is false. But I feel like, oh, maybe like they're interested back because maybe they're like puffing out like some sort of, 
<laughs> some or, sort I mean, of. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be, once again, it could be an unconscious thing that they're doing. Maybe they feel the same way about you and that just generates this particular mm-hmm. smell. Like, does it have, a, is it a specific smell that comes from them or is it like fragrance or what? Or is it a combination? It's a combination. It's just like what they smell like and they could be far away and I could just like, we'll be like in a conversation and I will get just like, like a second of like a whiff of them. It's not like they're wearing a lot of cologne or anything. It's just like we're connecting and then I'll just for an instant smell it really intensely. And then you kind of like, are you kind of like in a conversation like, oh yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, you're into this, eh? <laughs> and then, like, you know, take my breath away. It's a montage. You wrote in on this particular person, and they've got these kind of, like, lights sticking out from behind them, and it's like, <laughs> it's like you're in, a, like, a teenage film or something, like that, and this kid turns around, he's got the big 90s kind of hair kind of flopping down, and he kind of looks at you like, yes. hey, what's up? And you're like... <laughs> <sighs> I smell you. I smell you. No so good. Like, what? Am I the only one? Has that not no, happened to anyone? No, you're definitely. I actually will never forget. In high school, I had an anatomy teacher mention something about it. She I'm like talking sweating about, talking about no, this, you guys. I'll, she only she like mentioned it briefly, but she just said she was like, you know, you guys stop wearing deodorant, you'll really find out who you like and dislike of your pheromones and I was like it's interesting and like yeah. I do remember like my first boyfriend ever I was very attracted to him but there was one there was one time like he like had just he was a football player and he had just like gone to practice and um come over and obviously like sweat doesn't smell great right but I was like so turned off by his scent like so turned off like I was repulsed and it's interesting because and at the time I didn't think much of it but it's interesting because now with my current boyfriend, his sweat doesn't smell bad to me. I'm like, oh, this smells like him. Lucky you it's just moved in together, eh? I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it just smells normal. Yeah, like, like, oh, you stink. <laughs> that like, would like, suck. <laughs> like he moves in, and I'm like, oh, the pheromones are off. You gotta go back to. You gotta go back to Pittsburgh. Clean yourself up, young man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, but- I think there's something to it. Like, I, I mean, quite possibly, it could be to do with as well, like just their overall health, how they eat. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, like, yeah. because do they brush about, their teeth? Yeah, do they, but like all that sort of stuff, like, cause it's all about, I, I guess not all about, but it's about attracting the best mate for, mm-hmm. to create the healthiest baby. Yeah. And if they're not this, if they're a bit this and this and this, maybe you smell that and you're kind of like, mm. so you <laughs> girls are kind of like, um, the alien and species. <laughs> the what? The, the alien? alien? Yeah. Have you seen Species? I haven't, no. Yeah. Yeah. Alexa knows what I'm talking about. Excuse me. But, I thought you could be surprised by anything that I do wrong. Well, I mean, okay. So this is another crush of mine back in the, when I was a teenager, uh, Natasha Hensdridge. Um, she uh, basically, she was an alien and she was going around going to mate. And she would be able to sense if somebody had like diabetes or anything like that. Um, because she's after the, like a perfect mate to, to, to have a baby with. That's so, amazing. and of course, you know, she killed people and stuff like that. So, uh, you can just <laughs> sense it. We just know. Yeah. You just know you're like, mm, you stink. Get away you from smell. me. You smell. It's not yeah, for you me. Smell. You're a stinky man. You're a stinky. I'm, I'm not really one for reality television or anything like that, but I heard, I think on like one entertainment show that I listened to, 
um, that Kim Kardashian can smell when someone has a cavity. What? That's yeah. Th- How? Why? What do you mean? What, I don't what, know. I feel what? like she has spidey senses. What per- What purpose does that serve? <laughs> She can let I don't know, know to let people know when they need to go to the you, dentist. You need to go to the dentist. That just kind of reminds me of like Mean Girls, and she's like, I can tell when it's raining. <laughs> I have ESPN. I have ESPN. <laughs> That's I amazing. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love um, it. Yeah, Dan, you don't experience that, like with the smells. Yes. Um... I, I don't know if I've ever been in a situation where oh, it's no. just been like, I've, I've been like, oh God, oh, oh. Um, but like if I've been with somebody or I've come close to somebody, like I, you become attracted to their natural scent. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I guess, yes, I have, but I've, I've, I've never... I've, it's never been with somebody that I haven't been with like for a while. Um, yeah. Cause I think, I think it usually like if you want to just go down the lust route, it's just usually kind of either one night stands or a couple of catch ups or something like that. And generally people try to be on their best yeah, on their game, smell of, game. Yeah. On their game and best <laughs> behavior and all that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, I don't know what it's like for, for other, other girls. Cause I, I don't wear any fragrance. It's just, it's uh, just all made, baby, just El Natural. <laughs> I, I once was uh, speaking to a young man that I was fond of, and I'm like, what, what cologne are man. you wearing? And he's like, it's oh, no. just me. I'm like, well, that was so young, proper. <laughs> a young man that you were fond of. All right, grandma. Back, you know, he took me on a, a horse and cart. It was lovely. <laughs> well, we were courting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> My dad said that yesterday when I was FaceTiming. He's like, you know, you know, and, and, and like when they're courting, I'm like, what? Dad? <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> I always used to call it wooing. Is that a thing? Like, wooing yeah, wooing. Her. I'm wooing her. I'm wooing her. <laughs> wooing is a good one. She's wooing me. What, yeah. are, what are some other terms? There's like, uh, you've got dating, you've got courting, you've got wooing. Um, sliding into the DMs. Sliding into the well, DMs. I guess that, that's modern day wooing, sliding into their yeah. DMs. Mm-hmm. Sliding into this, sliding into that, sliding into that. Yeah, like so much sliding. Everything's just sliding in there. <laughs> that sounds very lustful to me. Sli- sliding into sliding, their DMs. Sliding into their DMs sounds very sexual, I feel it like. It is absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was... You asked a question which was really interesting. Like, why were we so hesitant? I feel uh, like, unfortunately, in society, like, this is one of those things that is kind of, I mean, it's technically one of the seven deadly sins, is it not? Yes. Lust. Oh, you're right. Seven. Like, it's films. Uh, seven? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love that movie. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, the lust kill is pretty brutal. I forget the lust kill. The one that stuck out to me was the the gluttony. Oh yeah, kill. Definitely. And obviously, the, like, uh, what's in the box? Um, the, the lust kill was he he forced a guy who was sleeping with a prostitute to wear a giant blade on his penis. <laughs> so, so that was. Have you seen uh, Seven, Alexa? I have not. Oh my Another god! Now David I feel like I've seen film it. That you need to. You're see. missing out. You are missing yeah. out. It's a brilliant oh film. It is brilliant. Okay, yeah. I need to watch it. 
Um, but yes, that that was that was a, that was the one that always made me go like, oh god, yeah, yeah. And and they don't show it except for a photo. It's all like what goes on in your mind, and that's yeah. why it's so like, oh god. Those are always the horror films that get me the most are the, the ones that like make you use your imagination instead of yeah. like actually showing you everything. Yeah. I mean, like, to, just to like to go on your like societal kind of thoughts and things like that. The I shamefulness mean, I, behind it. Yeah. But like, I think two of the biggest podcasts in the world are uh, guys we fucked. Yes. And what is it? That's what it's called. Yeah, guys, yes, we fucked. Guys, okay. off, they, were, they were both drunk. They were like, let's do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And they, they, for the first, I think, however many podcasts they did, they would bring in guys that they had sex with. Oh, and they fascinating. Were just sessions and stuff like that. And it became super, super popular. And then there's another one. What is it? Like, da- she's your daddy. Call her daddy. Call daddy yeah. or something like that. Like, those two girls, I think now it's just one girl, but like, yeah. they, like, one of the top, because I think everybody likes hearing girls being completely open and like fuck it this is what we like because it's not because it is sort of taboo to talk about these yeah. things yeah absolutely mm-hmm. but that's why it's so popular because it's like ooh, ooh, as though they're doing something naughty yeah yeah, yeah. but I, like but I, as well I, I can understand like you know you and i look i mean so uh, all of us are um like in a particular industry that it's about how people perceive you and all that kind of crap. But um, I think this day and age, I've always thought like, is fuck it. Like seriously, just fuck it. Like if somebody says something, you're kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then they no longer have that power over you. Yeah, I agree. Like if, if, you know, if, if just say for example, somebody out there has a, like a, a tape released or a video or of, of something that they'd sent released. And if you kind of go, yeah, I looked pretty, I was hot. <laughs> Enjoy <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Fuck you. Right. Then, yeah. But then all of a sudden no one can be like, Oh, like you've, you've, they've they've, lost, yeah, they've lost they've, their power. They've lost their power because you don't give a shit. But exactly. if you cared and were like, I'm so sorry. And Oh, uh, 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 uh then they will be like, mm, and we can write more stuff mm-hmm. about it. But if you kind of go, yeah, I look pretty hot. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> then don't they apologize. might apologize. Yeah, and they might say something for a little bit, and then after a while, they're like, "All right, let's move on." You're 100 percent right. That that reminds reminds me of um, an episode of The Office. Uh, have you you watched The Office? Oh yeah, I've, I've, I I didn't watch it for the longest time. I only started watching it this year um, because same, I same Dan same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, we're together. We're together in this. She also just started watching Breaking Bad. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I was know. I was late to the party for Breaking Bad as well. I don't know. I have a feel. I have a little bit of a. Like, I'm not watching that because everyone's watching it. Um, but with The Office, I didn't watch it because I was so in love with The British Office. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like... Oh. It's but very then, different, though. Yeah, but then I, I think the first season, they tried to replicate The British Office. Yeah. And then once they went off in their own direction, I started watching it and I was like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. And I got into it by watching the bloopers first. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. But there's one episode in particular where... Um, Michael gets really angry because everyone in the office is making fun of him. And Jim's like, just agree with them and they'll move on. And he's like, no Mm -hmm. way. He's like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot, Jim. And Jim's like, you're right. I'm a big, stupid idiot. 
And then Michael's like, no, you're not. And he's like, see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I saw actually, um, I think this, uh, I think it might be a, a psychologist or something like that, but he was going around to schools. There's a video online going around to schools and he would get a girl to kind of come up and like say all these mean things to him and he would get combative with the kid. And then he would go, okay, watch this. And then the girl would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like, yeah, I know. And she'd be like, ah, no, 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 no. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's da, 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 da. And she's like, ah, and it just lost all of the kind of power. All the steam is gone. Yeah, all the yeah. steam is gone, you know, that sort of stuff. I mean, of course, that's a very basic kind of level. And then, you know, if someone's a real prick, <laughs> it starts to get kind of violent and, you know, like all that sort of shit, then that's a different story. But uh, yeah, you, you kind of, what I read is what I saw a, um, I think he was a, a neuroscientist and he was talking about, just say you walk into a room and somebody's really angry and you're in a very, very happy mood. They get pissed off at you because you are not on their level in regards to their frequency. And, uh, like Jaled, mm-hmm. anger is a particular frequency. Happiness is a higher frequency and they will do what they can to bring you to their level. And that's like calling you names or say this or say that. And if you kind of like react to that, and then react back, then they will actually start to feel better about themselves because you've gone up to their level. And so obviously he said the best thing that he does is to not get involved in somebody else's like negative space. It's like, Mm -hmm. if they're like this, it's like, all right, cool. I'm I'm not going to get involved in this. And you kind of walk away and it's better for you too. So. One of my favorite quotes is never argue with a stupid person because they'll bring you down to their level and then beat you with experience. Yeah, heard that. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's very, very good. That's very good. <laughs> I like that. Beat you with experience. That's great. Should we move on to like our favorite performances that demonstrate less before our final segment? Yes, let's yeah, do let's, it. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Um, well, I mean, I've already said mine. I said the basic instinct. That's the thing that just popped in my head. Basic instinct. Okay. Yeah, like that. It's all lust. It's all lust and they go for it. Um, I mean, you've got as well, I think it's Unfaithful, the movie with, um, is it Diane, Diane Keaton? No. Who is it? Oh, I can't remember. Um, but that's that lustful kind of sexual, like, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think another one, I, I haven't, I, I saw like one scene because people were going, oh, you got to watch this. What is that thing on Netflix, that 365 days or some bullshit? yeah <laughs> which was just porn it's just soft yeah. people porn the whole time yeah but so many people like oh lust 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 and that's a perfect example of just all lust because it's like some super handsome italian dude and like you know it has this kind of 50 shades vibes about it yeah um, that was actually love- one of the movies i wrote down 50 shades Oh, there you go. Girl. When you just said movies, I wrote down. I I heard boobies, so we're definitely oh, yes, in the last boobies. area here. Oh, Pam, that was you, not me. I, I didn't down. do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Basic Instinct was the first thing that popped in my head. I just think, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I actually saw that for the first time earlier on in quarantine. How did you? What did you? What did you think of it? Um, wild, wild. Oh yeah, they did not hold back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and that started the wave of those kinds of films. Like, um, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, oh, there's, a, there's a number of films like Jade and all these other kind of films that were all the, like really kind of 
sexually explicit. Like I think Sharon Stone did another one uh, after that. And um, it was about the, the woman being very, very kind of sexually powerful uh, to, towards the men. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it started a wave of all those kinds of films. Nice. Yes. Alexa, you said Fifty Shades? I, I have a couple written down. I wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. I wrote Dirty Dancing. Which oh. Dirty Dancing? The original? The original. Okay. Yes. I also just feel like dancing in general too, like is, can be very, like, I don't know. It can bring out lust in people. Like I almost feel like sometimes dancing is like not, obviously you're not having sex, but it's like the closest, thing. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're using your you're, body. In the right. Start you're, yeah. You're yeah. speaking with your, with your body. Right. Yeah. So Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I put dirty dancing. I, I think dirty dancing is an excellent example because it, it shows that lust is, it's it's not a it's not a a binary thing it's like a whole spectrum of things like mm-hmm. like for example basic instinct is one end and then you've got like uh dirty dancing which is like here because it's all about not actually doing it but it's yeah it's like building building, building up that in anticipation ten- yes. and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah i immediately thought of that one yeah and it's also <laughs> oh, yeah. a favorite <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh I thought of two as well. I thought of um, Toy Story and uh... Toy Story. <laughs> no, Dan. Oh, yeah, um, I just had like one image of the hand sliding down <gasps> in Titanic. That's a great image of last yes. fucking condensation. <laughs> Um, that just that moment, I think. And then, um, not the sex scene in the notebook, but there is a scene where they, she like bike rides over to her, his house. He comes out and like, they start making out against, um, the wall of, of his house and they like get so into it. And there's like a moment between them that's like so well acted and it's like, oh they like really want to do each other right now mm-hmm. it, it was just like very um it was very well done very well acted um the sex scene is obviously very good but that moment sticks out to me even more when it comes to portraying lust i, I also find it funny that like you both had a very different type of film compared to, <laughs> compared to me and it probably shows the psyche that maybe men and women are in <laughs> totally you're right with you're like right. you straight yeah. up the leg yeah, uh, I'm like crossover. Sharon Stone. Show girl. it to me. <laughs> Stone. Yes. We're like, but this is how it feels. Yeah, <laughs> dancing like with your like, body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's not the sex scene, but it was where they came together and they just were like. <laughs> I feel like for I feel like it's interesting though, because I feel like for women, it's more of the sensual moments. Yeah. Or maybe it's know? it's all the moment before. The moment before, yes, the anticipation. Yeah. Whereas I'm like. Pfft. You're like, here it is, laid out on the table. That's yeah. that's what it is. Across my legs, not wearing any underwear. Yes. I just think, it, well, it also kind of makes sense because, I don't know, it, please correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, but I feel like with women, at least speaking as a woman, um, I can be in the moment, but then some, like the smallest thing can go wrong okay. and I'm out of the moment. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like guys are a little different. Yeah, we can ignore the moment. Um, 
You're like, I, we can figure it out. We're good. Yeah. We're like, oh, all right. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it depends on the moment and, and all that sort of stuff. Do you mean like the moment of like, like about if, to, like Yeah, like if the sex? person says something wrong yeah. or if it's, I don't know, a wrong breeze hits me. Yeah. Like <laughs> the wrong something. I won't be in the mood anymore. It's just like I'm over it. It takes you um, out of it. Like I'm I think mad was, now. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, out of it, yeah. I think that make, that makes perfect sense. Um, I mean, there are there are, there are definitely have been times where like somebody has said something to me or something, and I'm like, oh, why do you have to say that thing? thing? Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, but okay, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but see, that's the difference. I feel like yeah. if I'm out of it, I'm I'm out, I'm of, out it. of it. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is that? Do you think that that's a, a like a person to person thing or like a um, general difference in biology? I think it's a combination of everything. Yeah. I think it's a general difference in biology. I think it's societal. It's individual. Um, because there's going to be a ton of men who are on the same wavelength as you. There's going to be a ton of uh, women who are on the same la- wavelength as me. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, like, it could, like, I think a lot of it is biological, then, as I said, society and then individual, because, um, yeah, there's no real, um, hard or fast rule to do with it. Like, I think maybe on the extreme ends of the spectrum is where you'll see the extreme versions, and, the, and then everybody else is kind of in the middle, just like a little bit of here, a little bit of there, and everything like that. So, yeah. Um, but, on average, maybe it is something like more biological because we're both, you know, like you're a woman and I'm a man. So. Really? <laughs> Sometimes people maybe question that about me. Um, I just spat at the camera. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Like it's chaos in here. There's a fly there. We didn't introduce you until 15 minutes in probably it's because just, we're discussing this topic yeah, and we're so proud. We were, yeah. I feel like we leaned we, into it a little bit. We were, yeah. I think we were still recovering from your opening uh, poem. I know my we poem are. threw everybody off. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, we were like Oh, golly, Pamela. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell if you're making fun of me <laughs> no it was good i need it i want a copy of it personally i want a signed copy yeah. i'll frame it for you you can put it please, on your wall please right above your bed yeah about that? Ooh, that's a perfect you can give it to your boyfriend yes i'll pretend <laughs> i wrote it so nice your boyfriend with the good pheromones yeah. <laughs> he has great pheromones he's got that going for him at least <laughs> i want to just I'll just go next to him with a bottle and just kind of go, just, 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 you know, just hold on. Just take that. I'm just going to put this over here. Yes. I love that so much. And if he's away, you just can go. (laughs) No, but that's so honestly like thinking about that. I'm like, oh, like if you get like your boyfriend's like t-shirt or something, Mm -hmm. it will smell like them for a while. That's why we're after your guys' hoodies all the time. Or a pillow. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Um, or what is that? You remember that movie? I think it was called perfume or something like that, where this guy, he would like, he found the most beautiful women or something like that. And to create this perfume, he would actually like kill them and have them kind of like their essence, like hang in the vat of perfume or something like that. And that's what, 
everyone was like, oh my God, this smells so good. There's some like horror film or something like That's that. It's so dark. It's very dark. Very Holy dark. Shit. I kind of want to watch it though. Yeah, that I think it reminds got, me of perfume. Um... It's got um uh do you remember the latest James Bond films? Uh a little bit, yeah. yeah. You know the new Q, the young guy? Yeah. Yeah, it's him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I think it's I'm pretty sure it's him. Yeah. That kind of reminds yeah. me of like it puts the lotion on its skin. Or else mm. it gets the hose again. <laughs> 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 I love that movie so much. So good. So Anthony good. Hopkins is epic in that. Yeah. Should we? Are we ready for our for our final segment? I mean, sure. Let's I do mean, it. I don't see. Did you see it that time? Okay. I can't see the fly. I feel okay. Like honestly, I'm probably like probably nobody can. Maybe the camera's not registering it. I saw it though, so I'm well, not I think crazy. At that time, you were in you were in a little box, so you weren't the big box. Okay. Well. We're doing great. <laughs> we're doing fantastic. This is great. It's great. Oh my God, Dan, like we're so happy you were able to do this with us today. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. I've uh, wanted to come on for a, a good period of time and uh, I love doing this. I love chatting about stuff and as I say, shoot the shit. Oh my God, the best. Yeah, we should do another one. We should do another one on something else. Shoot the oh shit God. episode. I like it. I love yeah. it. Um, Dan, you're first because oh. you're our guest. Okay. Um. There is a right answer to this. Oh shit! Okay. Is he gonna get it right, Pam, or do you think I honestly get it wrong? don't know. I have faith. I think he's got it. Dan. Yes. Are you okay? Dan, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right answer. Think of the title <laughs> of our podcast that will help give you a hint. A hint. No one's okay. So I'm not. No. Yes. <laughs> why damn why aren't you okay what's going on are you better than okay are you worse than okay i i think okay is a very eh, kind of an answer exactly mm-hmm. exactly and it's not it's kind of it's not talking about the positive things that are going on it's not talking about the negative things that are going on in your life and the whole, your life is a combination of everything that's going on at the same time. And, um, I mean, I like, it could be, what if like something like really horrible has happened and you're kind of getting through life, getting through life. And then you get to a point where you're, you're kind of like, you know what? I'm okay. Like in that instance, I kind of think that's all right. Cause you are maybe better than what you were before. Because in that context, it kind of feels like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not where I was before. And it's like an acknowledgement of, you know, I'm in a good place right now. And, but I can absolutely improve. But right now, I'm in a good place. I'm not in that negative place anymore. So in that instance, I think I'm okay is all right. But of course, if someone's like, yeah, I'm okay. I think that's deflecting and it's not really admitting where you are. So I guess it depends on the context and how you say it and what's going on in your life, whether or not are you okay is actually a a reasonable response. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. And in this particular juncture in your life, you got it. You fucking nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Fucking nailed it. (laughs) In this particular juncture on this day. Yes. Are you more than okay or less than okay? I'm more than okay. Yes. No, I'm more than okay. I've, um, as I've like spoken to you before about, I've been meditating since the beginning of the year 
And it's all about just putting yourself into the future that you want and feeling those feelings of the future that you want while acknowledging, you know, habits and things that you're doing that, that don't serve you correctly or don't serve the future that you want. And it's been, it's been a very lovely eye-opening experience. Of course, I've got a long way to go. Um, but it's been really, really good. And I'm in a much, much more positive frame of mind. Um, and yeah, I'm in a, a, a good place to be right now, but of course you keep going, keep going. You gotta be in the moment. Keep, keep going, keep going, keep going. So yeah. Yeah. That's me. Fabulous. That's great. Fabulous. Yes. Alexa. Are you okay? I am at the moment, uh, more than okay. Um, I wasn't though a couple weeks ago and I've actually been working on that. I was not taking time for myself and I was in a very bad place. Like I didn't, I wasn't motivated at all to do anything. Um, cause I was honestly just like exhausting myself, doing too many things and trying to please people to be honest. And so I've taken a turn to like, try to like do more for me. And that's, it's been, it's been helping. So I do feel more than okay. And this was lovely. This has also made me feel more than okay. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I, I mean, I, I do, I, I agree with you with the doing so much and keeping yourself busy mm-hmm. and busy work and doing this and, and being a people pleaser and things like that. I, I'm guilty of doing that all the time yeah. as well. I kind of feel like maybe sometimes that's you distracting yourself. Um, one of the big things that I've been working on is, is my self-worth and not letting the outside circumstances dictate how I feel about myself. Yep. Um, I'm not letting my acting career dictate who I am as a person or how I feel about my person. Cause as I said, I was a people pleaser my whole life and being people's friends and, and doing things and not getting people angry at me and this and this mm-hmm. and this and this and this was all because I didn't feel full or whole yeah, complete. Totally. I completely agree with you. I'm like, yeah, I'm going through that whole thing right now, but I think I'm, I think I'm in a good place and to keep moving forward on that is going to be even yeah. better, but yeah, I completely relate to that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, I think a lot of people, I dare mm-hmm. say, relate to that. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a lifetime of work because you've got a lifetime of stuff yeah. that you put in your head. Um, so, but, uh, good on you for acknowledging it because that's the first step to getting rid of it is becoming yeah. aware of it and going, Oh yeah. And not beating yourself up over you right. being that way. Right. Um, as I say, like, you know, let your past be like, uh, have your past be wisdom rather mm-hmm. than like, Oh fuck. And this and that and all that sort of stuff. It's like, Oh, I've learned so much of it. And, and I appreciate everything that I went through back then because it's, it makes me who I am right now. Mm-hmm. I can't stuff. agree more. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Pamela. Yes. Are you, are you okay? No. What's up, Pammy P? Um, I am for the most part better than okay. Um, I feel like I'm feeling a lot less anxious than I had been earlier on in quarantine. Um, meditation has also been helping me the last week. Um, since you gave me that meditation, which was great. Um, but I also have noticed, you know, the, the journey when you're like auditioning, um, it's really never, 
a straight line. So there's like a time period where like I'll just like submit an audition, then I'll be like, okay, I can let that one go. And then there are other times where I really have a hard time letting go of like, okay, doing the mental math of like, oh, when should I be hearing back by? Oh, like when can I like, but then I judge myself because of conversations I've had with you, Dan, of like, you really have to let it go. And then I'm like, well, because I can't let it go. It does that mean that like, I'm already like jinxing myself. Like, I I, I totally get what you mean because I go exact, I go through exactly that. Um, like there are a couple of gigs that I'm like, Hey, I need to kind of find out about that. So I can can let go of it. Yeah. Uh, And that's the challenge. The challenge is, is to kind of like, it comes into your life. You do it if you want to do it. And then you just let it, as I say, let go and let God, because Mm -hmm. you, you have no, like let life control it. Um, I mean, like life might bring you this and then it might bring you that. And I kind of feel like if something is, if something is absolutely supposed to be for you, I kind of feel like it, it's, it's super easy. It, or at least, or at least it feels like it's like, Whoa, that just happened. That was kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's, there was, there was this job that I was in the running for. It was me and another person during quarantine and they were shooting in Spain and they loved me. They wanted me. They had no problems getting me a visa, getting me over there, all that sort of stuff. But the person that they dealt with at the consulate who gets the fast visas was away on holidays for two weeks and they mm. were on a time limit. So then they had to go with the other person because it would not have worked out timing wise. So for me, I mean, that is the absolute definition of that wasn't supposed to be for me. Right. Because all of these little variables came into play to kind of go, no, this was supposed to be for this other person, this other guy, that was his job. And so I can't get angry at that. Like, of course, at first I was like, and I did go kind of go into some old way of thinking, but you just go, okay, no, fair enough. And when you say old old way of thinking, what do you, what do you mean? Getting upset about it and kind of going, oh, why don't I ever get this and blah, blah, blah. And I suck and I'm not this, I'm not famous. I'm not this and that, you know, all that sort of shit. Cause you just project that crap into the world. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, fair enough. I'm going to, that was not supposed to be for me. What is supposed to be for me is what I'm going to get. And I think the more you do that and the more you kind of jam that into your head, eventually in time, whatever you go for, you'll be like, all right, cool. That was fun. And then you kind of just move on. Um, And so, and what I see that is, as as you said, is it's just, it's kind of like living in the unknown, which is I'm not going to, as you said, I'm not going to think about, okay, am I supposed to have heard by now? Am I supposed to have done this? And because that's you thinking like, thinking of the future from based on the past rather than kind of going, doing it and going, I'm just going to leave it up to the world or the universe. Now, some people might be going, that's such hippie crap, but I've noticed that it's made my life so much better. Of course, it's still harder. There's a couple of gigs that I'm in the running for that I'm still kind of like, but I'm trying to just, yeah, I'm trying to let it, let it flow, let it happen. If it's supposed to happen, it's supposed to happen. And I kind of feel like the things that kind of th- that happened for you are supposed to happen just come out of the blue. Like Spartacus completely came out of the blue for me. Really? Oh, yeah. Like I auditioned for it and then yeah. I let it go and then forgot about it for about two or three weeks. And then I got a call. And I was like, That oh, long? 
Yeah, it was about two, three weeks because at the time, I think they were shooting and it had to like go to production then it had to go here and because it was shooting in New Zealand, had to go to New Zealand, then it went to New Zealand, went to America and then kind of came back and all that sort of stuff. So it was about two weeks, I think it was. Um, and then after that, that was when uh, the lead actor, Andy, um, Andy Whitfield, he had a pneumonia. So it was delayed for a little bit. Um, so it took a little while, but it just came out of the blue. And I think things that are supposed to come for you just completely come unexpected out of the blue. It's, and when you just let it, let go and let God, as they say, yeah. if you believe in God or the universe or whatever it is, and just let life kind of come to you when it's supposed to come to you while you actively do inspired action and go after what you want to and work hard and do all that sort of stuff. But don't, like, but always have this belief that what you're going to get is, is what you're going to get. The, the way I kind of try and justify with myself is just say there was a magic genie. And I think I've told you this mm -hmm. before is a magic genie and goes, you say, I want this. And they go done, but I'm not going to tell you how it's going to happen, where it's going to happen, why it's going to happen, but it's, it's going to happen. And it might happen in a completely different way that you're thinking. And it might not even be exactly what you're thinking. It might be something that's off to the side, but gives you the same fun and feeling and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And if you were like knew that and you're like, Oh sweet. So you would then like live your life and be happy knowing full well that what you're going to get is going to come to you. And so that's, that's the, attitude that you like i've been trying to have of like this just happiness of like fuck yeah it's gonna happen i don't know yeah. when could be in 10 years who the fuck knows but you just kind of try you and be happy know. and grateful and yeah and all that sort of stuff because it's kind of like well then why do you do this if you don't know that you're going to get where you're going to get why are you doing it it's like exactly. people go, I'm going to do this for three months. And if nothing happens, I'm going to go home. Like, I know that is the dumbest thing. I'm sorry. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard mm. that. And there mm -hmm. are also people that do kind of an opposite approach where it's like, well, you should do this without any expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Of well, like being um, successful. Why, why not just do it because you love doing it? No. Well, I think it's nice human. to have goals. Like what's wrong <laughs> with human. wanting want... to be successful? Yeah, well, there's nothing well, wrong with that. Look at look of it like that. Like Oh no. And say sorry. that again, you froze. you froze. I was just saying, if you're doing something, you go, I just love doing this. And you get so much happiness and joy. What's life going to give you more of? What you love and enjoy doing. So you're going to keep doing that all the time because you absolutely love doing it. I think the mm -hmm. expectation is kind of like this. What it is, is like you go for a role and then you don't have that role. So you're like, oh, I hope I get it. So you're telling the world you're separated from that role. So the, so the world goes, well, you, that's what you're thinking. That's what you want. You want to be separated from it. Whereas if you're like, don't have any expectations and you genuinely like, that's your mindset and you love it and you believe it and you mm -hmm. enjoy it and acting with it, then you, the world is going to give you more of, Oh, okay. I'm going to give you this and I'm going to give you that mm -hmm. because you love doing it. And that's what you're putting off. Does that make any sense? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's the same thing. It's just a different way that you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. That's beautiful. I, I, yeah. I, I like to remind myself that I'm not always in control. Like, I'm just not. And so that's why I have to let it go. I have to let it go. Let it be like you said, like the universe will take care of it. Yeah. Um, cause if, cause if I don't think that way, 
I won't be okay. Yeah. I won't be less than okay, very much. But so. you, you think of all I'll the be... crap that you put in your head when yeah. you think that way. Like it's it's totally. unnecessary crap that you put in your head. But mm-hmm. if you love doing it and and also like I'm always like, well, whatever's supposed to happen for me to get where I need to go is going to happen. So if it means that I'm not getting roles for like the next two or three years, excuse me, then so be it. But you just got to feel that kind of happiness. And eventually, eventually you kind of probably won't care that you're not getting this because you know, in, in your heart of hearts that, well, what's going to happen. I mean, you have a look at some of the, like, you know, Alan Rickman and Samuel L. Jackson. I think, I think Samuel L. Jackson was like late forties, early Mm fifties when he got his big massive break. Yeah, Alan Davis. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, um, Alan Rickman was forty-four when he did mm-hmm. Die Hard. Um, I mean, of course, in England, he'd done lots of plays and stuff like that. But like, um, yeah, it's just everybody has everybody has their own journey. Some people are going to get something straight away. Other people are going to take ten years. Yeah, and totally. you have to put out what you want to put out. You know, I, I have to worry about like still like if i don't get something i'm like oh oh and then start to think oh it's because i'm not this and this no 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 Mm -hmm. don't think that way just go awesome you know and uh a friend of mine told me it's like well you know the fact that you're getting close to things that's a sign that's somebody telling you the universe telling you hey keep going keep going keep going but uh, yeah, you know, that's my hippy dippy stuff for the. <laughs> no, I like it. And it's really nice to hear. Um, it, it's really nice to hear because um, it, it's funny when I hear people that aren't actors, you know, point out a role, you know, that someone got on TV and say, well, they barely even had a line or, yeah. you know, do you even get to talk? I'm like, do you know how hard it was for them to get that one line on that one show? Mm you know? Um, yeah. And that's another thing. Yeah. Like society perceives things a little bit differently. They don't mm-hmm. see all the, the struggle and toil that yeah. kind of goes into it, but yeah, right? that's we're here to entertain them. So that's what they need to do. You've got to entertain them. Dan, this was so beautiful and inspirational yeah. and sexy and all the things. Yeah. <laughs> everything. It was, it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm so glad I was able to uh, have this conversation with you and um, uh, it was really, really good. Thank Definitely. you. Where, where can our audience uh, follow you? And um, are there any projects that you have coming out that you'd like to share with them? Um, What's going so, on with you? So at the moment, uh, you can follow me at the Dan Furigal. Uh, do, do I need to spell it or are you going to put it, put it up on the thing? Um, spell it just in case, but I will put it up on the thing. Okay. Let's just give them an, all of it. So uh, the Dan Furigal, T-H-E-D-A-N-F-E-U-E-R-R-I-E-G-E-L. That's my Instagram. Uh, I think Twitter is DG Furigal, but I don't really use Twitter anymore. Um, I, I don't like going on there and watching like the world burn. It's um, not as fun as <laughs> yeah, Instagram. Um, and then uh, Facebook is Dan Furigal. And I've got the little blue ticks. No one else is me. Because <laughs> I, I do have a lot of uh, fake accounts that try and get money off people. Um, That's awful. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's friends of mine who I'm trying to like get them to get money. Uh, <laughs> uh, projects at the moment. Um, I've got a graphic novel that I'm in the process of creating with a couple of friends back in Australia. Um, the uh, we launch our Kickstarter on December. I think it's eighth. I'm not too sure, but it'll be on my. Um, account um so i'm really excited about that it's just like a story that i've had for a while that i'm you know 
getting someone to create it. We've got a, a an artist in Italy and a colorist from another place kind of doing it all together. And it's really kind of cool seeing something like that come together. Um, I've got a couple of scripts that I've written that are kind of in the process of being looked at and things like that. So that's a lot of fun. Um, and I'm also uh, studying a, a headband business. I'm in the early stages of my headband business. He gave me a peek at one and they're so cool. Yeah, a headband. Um, Like athletic. Like an athletic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, I had an idea that came to me uh, uh, one day um, and I'm in the process of doing that. So I'm going to do an announcement soon on, um, on Instagram to kind of looking for artists who want to create some headbands and stuff like that. So that should be a lot of fun. So I'm doing That's that. Awesome. A lot of little side business, doing stupid sketches on, um, on Instagram with my uh, Aussie character. G'day, mate. Here you go. Um, <laughs> it's so and, fun. Yeah. And uh, that, that was a lot of fun being creative. Like in a weird way, the, pa- the quarantine and pandemic has been very good to me um so i'm very very grateful very lucky um that that's the case and uh in the running for a couple of gigs acting wise but as i said if if they're meant to be they're meant to be otherwise you know you just you i'll get i'll get the show on the tv or the movie that i'm supposed to get so that's what it'll come out and we're rooting for you thank you very much i appreciate that and the same to both of you are you you. i'm sorry alexa are you an actor as well or yes Yes, oh, of course yeah. you are. You, you spoke about the runaways. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, what was that like? It was really fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, it was just a co-star role, but it was really fun. I shouldn't nice. say it's just a co-star role. That was terrible. It's like no, that's that, a big like, deal. That's yeah, no, absolutely. You're absolutely correct. I yeah, was I telling a friend that. the other day about my headband business, and I kind of went like oh, headband, and she was like, "Don't do that." Yeah, you're kind of poo-pooing your idea straight away because. Totally not something massive. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm doing a headband business. Fuck you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, no. And yeah, no, absolutely. Getting a co-star role, getting a guest role, getting a lead role. It's, it's a fucking victory. Mm-hmm. So good for you. Like there'll be plenty more and you'll just progress and kick ass and, you know, rule yes. the world. Plenty more for all of us. <laughs> absolutely. Fuck absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on. Thank you, you very much. You are awesome. No, it's been a, an absolute pleasure. You I, made, I hope. <laughs> you made this topic so much, uh, such a pleasure to tackle. Yeah. Oh, you, you know what? I mean? It just showed that I'm a typical boy and like, oh yeah, Sharon Stone and Basic Instinct. <laughs> I'm jerking off a lot when I was a kid. No, I love it. it, it we we got we got everything. The whole yeah, spectrum, and then the you guys spectrum. are like, oh, dirty dancing in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like that's so telling. Like, it is very telling. It is very telling. It is very telling. Um, but uh, no, thank you very much, ladies, for having me on. I really appreciate it. And um, I hope, uh, oh, I just had a funny sound come up on my laptop. Um, and I hope, uh, I hope this episode does well for you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. This was so much fun. It was, definitely. Yay. <laughs> See you guys right. next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all the things. If for some reason you want to see more of us, you can follow us on Instagram at no one's okay. And a special thanks to Jordan Ross Weinhold, Sean Moore, Jason Crow, Claire Palmer, Jackson Palmer, Tiffany Hamoff, Shane Rings, James Liddell, and our podcast is recorded at Soundwork Studios. We, we can't, can't wait, wait to meet you! Meet you.